got that sport, we got that joke, we got that. And we just getting started, so don't turn me down, stop that. From LA all the way to the A. Maddie and Cohen got so many things to say. Switching up the topic quick as I switch up the flow. So make sure you pay attention. Okay, ready, here we go. It's the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Degenerate. Welcome everybody to number 73 of the Daily Degenerate Sports Podcast. I'm Matty Goldberg in Los Angeles. It's beautiful. I hear the birds chirping. It's a Tuesday morning. It's springtime and probably in a crappy area of Smyrna, Georgia, where low-income housing is available. Matty Goldberg, we are staying in Section 8 over here, or as I like to call it, Section 7.5. How's it going, everybody? My name is Cohen Hughes. I am the Michael Rappaport of the South. I am Podcast Poppy. I'm the professional devil's advocate, and I am Maddie Goldberg's personal favorite, the Johnny Sins of podcasting. Maddie Goldberg, you are absolutely correct. The birds are chirping today because my Atlanta Braves won their first game of the season last night. They got off the schneid. I mean, not easy to start in Philadelphia. It's sure not. When the team is... uh on a high, you know, like they have an emotional high getting Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. thinking World Series. You start there, you have three tough losses, but then you come home, you kick the shit out of a struggling Cubs team. Yeah, who had six errors in six innings last night. Yeah, it was a uh, – I put money on the Braves. I figured they win their home game, their first – you know, when a team starts opening day, it's like – it's a little more juice on them, you know. Yeah. They're, they're pumped up a little more, especially after losing their first three games. And it was uh, not a sweat at all. It's like, okay, you got four nothing. I don't yeah. see the Cubs coming back. Nope. And I kind of just was like glancing at the TV. I was also looking for you because you were at the game. You wouldn't have saw me in those nosebleeds. Yeah, I saw a picture that you put up, and I was like, "Whoa, you're like behind the foul pole." Well, it was um, it was just general admission, so we just really kind of picked a big spot where we could get all twenty of us, kind of all in one section. I, I was impressed that it was a sellout, or it looked like a sellout. I think uh, all the tickets were probably sold, but it was at probably eighty or eighty-five percent capacity, probably. Mm. You know, I think Atlanta's going to be a better pro sports town. Yeah. It was always notorious for being the worst. And it's still not and, great. Like the Falcons fans the worst. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. But yeah. you're 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 pretty darn passionate. Mm-hmm. You are I do pretty... I, I do love my Atlanta sports outside the Hawks. And I am yeah. starting to come around to what the Hawks are doing, so And that's another thing too, is like if you live in Atlanta, it seems like everybody has another favorite NBA team that's not the Hawks. Yep. It's just the way the Hawks conduct business. Makes you want to like not root yep. for him, you know. Well, it's too bad, but they have a superstar, Trey Young. I mean, they, they lucked out, you know. They did. That was an awesome pick. Um, I put this on my Facebook earlier in the week, or maybe last week, one day. Um, the rookie of the year thing. I know that you said that you don't watch much NBA, but I bet that you've got to see a few games of Trey and a few games of Luca. Um, who do you think is the rookie of the year, Matt? I'm gonna go with Trey Young. Why? I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of NBA, but I, from what I read and what the numbers he's put up, I think he has, you know, he's, he's had the best season as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't go with me because I haven't watched enough NBA. I'm going to be honest. All right. I just see his numbers. I see his highlights more, and I think he's more dynamic. And I think that was the pick of the draft. Um, it'll 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 all come um come out to whether the Hawks get that comp pick at number seven if um it's the the protected pick from the Mavericks, whatever they got it with the trade from uh, Luca and Trey Young. But I said this um, on my Facebook at the beginning at the beginning of the year, the first 20, 30 games, it was it was Luca one hundred percent. Trey Young was a bust, and Luca was the rookie of the year, and he was the god of the year. But hell, dude, this late in the season, now that I've seen a whole Trey Young season, I, I I'm breaking out the co rookie of the year. And it takes time, man. It takes, like, look at Buddy Heald. Like, Buddy Heald's getting better. He is just now starting to come around to that hot three-point percentage, moving the floor. Exactly. The the Kings, I'm not going to say lucked out because, you know, that's a regular development timetable for a prospect. But 
Vladi Divac even, even said, he was like, three years ago, he was like, in three years after the Cousins trade, if we're not in a better position, I'll, I'll resign. And wouldn't you know, the Kings are in a pretty damn good position right now. Yeah. Well, that's good for our buddy. Uh, Gustavo. Gustavo. Gustavo loves the, the Kings. Best videos. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into, uh, we'll get back to the NBA later, but we got to go into this college basketball in our pool because it's kind of interesting right now. Because, like I said, there's a strategy not to take Duke or North Carolina. And now it's coming to fruition. Yes. So Duke and North Carolina, the big dragons, have been defeated. Grant Glessing, who won our uh, NFL uh, fantasy league, yep. has a great chance to win now. But he's, he has Virginia. Yep, he's tied for ninth place right now. And he is the only guy left in our bracket challenge out of, what, our 30, 31 guys? Yeah. That, that doesn't have Duke for, uh, you know, North Carolina. Or, you know, like he's the only one that is not eliminated from scoring maximum points for the winner. If Virginia wins, he wins it. Yep. If they win one game, he wins it. If they lose, he's out. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. And then Cohen sucks, which is, you said your buddy. Uh, uh, Dylan, I think. So, Dylan, if you're listening, you probably should bet on Virginia to just hedge out a little. Yep. Just uh, cover cover your ass. Just throw like 50 bucks on Virginia because it's 200 first place, 50 second place. I believe if Virginia loses, I think he wins. I'm not sure who other people have. Maybe losing in the final game is still alive. But, yeah. you know, I would just put a little hedge your money on Virginia. It's not a bad so, idea. And I'm sure Grant will be, will be uh, going for Virginia pretty hard this week. Yes, I would be rooting for Virginia really hard. So he might win. He might go two for two, which is pretty impressive. Dude, if he does, the, he's that, – that's legendary. To go two for two in consecutive He would be sports. in the Daily Degenerate Podcast. First Hall of Fame ballot. Yeah, we should get him a trophy if he does. Like a special like trophy. Yeah, I'll get him a trophy. Let's go. That's a good idea. You can get one. Yeah, yeah I'll get one. Um, So he can score a maximum of 1220 points, and the other highest maximum is 1100. So – so and if Virginia buddy, wins, he will get a lot of points. And our buddy Jay Rayner, probably not going to make the money. Good. Mr. I'm, Cohen I'm glad. Cohen cheese sticks. I'm glad. And now the I don't first, have to let him on the show. The first two people are Cohen sucks and Cohen eats cum cheese sticks. You are a what popular a, what man. What a life. What a life to live. Whenever I'm this famous in the Daily Degenerate folklore is that the top two names on the bracket challenge are, as I read, Cohen sucks and Cohen eats cum cheese sticks. Now, when you're watching the Phillies kill the Braves, are you like cursing out Jay Rayner? I am. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm like murdering him, like in my head. Oh man. Him and Ben Gardner and all my other Philly fanatics that I yeah. know are I'm absolutely what is it resenting you right now? Well, we'll see what they want. There, I heard they want to build this amazing like sports complex to hold the uh, Flyers and the uh, the Sixers. Really? Like the most beautiful arena ever. Is uh um, is the Philly arena kinda like run down or something? I've never been. No, to I mean I don't think one. it's that old. I think it's like twenty, twenty five years old, but yeah. you know, that's the way it goes down. You just mm-hmm. keep building new stadiums. Mm-hmm. That is kinda like the life of a of a modern city sports stadium. So we also should say that this Saturday, Sunday were some of the greatest college basketball games I've ever seen. Uh I think Virginia Purdue to me was the second Greatest college basketball game I've witnessed. Yeah, that, that was the an first, awesome game. First one I go way back being Duke beating Kentucky. Christian Leitner hitting the three-point shot. I think that was 92. You old fucking man. Uh, do you remember that? No. Or do you, did you ever see the highlights of that? Yeah, I've seen the highlights, but I was yeah. four years my, my junior. You know, I, I, I would like to more. know, maybe you can do a little research today. What? Because some, some websites have this. What was the percentage that Virginia could possibly win being at the foul, sh- foul line down three points with four seconds to go? Um, I think ESPN has win probabilities. Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, I would have to say it was probably 0.01%, maybe 1%. They like to get more than that, but you're probably just probably right at like 98%, 99%. They like to give you a whole point just for not being getting blown out. So, because not only did they have to make somehow tie the game, 
or hit a three to win the game at that situation and get the ball back. But they have to win in overtime if it gets tied. I mean, I was shocked how that, that last play went down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Purdue is thinking or feeling because they, they literally have four seconds to go to be in the final four. Were you watching that game? No, I was not. I was at work. Oh, boy. Were you following it on your phone? No, I couldn't. I, I was I was pretty busy at the You're time. busy. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I know it was. I, I did. I did go and watch the highlights whenever I got home, though, because everyone I, else, like I, the group me was going crazy. Like, oh my god, best college basketball game of the year. You know, people were going ham. Well, not only that, so I, I put a halftime bet on Virginia, minus two and a half. They're down by one and a half. They come out, they do Virginia things. They're up by eight, and I'm like, okay, here's where Virginia takes over the game, slows it down. There's one guy that can score on Purdue. He's already hit like eight threes, Carson Edwards. You know, we got this game. And then Carson Edwards just starts hitting these these crazy threes. And then Virginia comes back and starts hitting crazy threes. Like they're hitting threes from like half court. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was like – it went like that for about three minutes where both teams are just matching insane threes. And I kept thinking this is where Purdue breaks, and they never broke. I mean, Carson Edwards was incredible. And that is what happens in on, on the internet. I don't know if you're a fan of Britt McHenry. The uh, the announcer? Yeah. Yeah. So she tweets out after the game, like, because Carson Edwards missed, like, a three at the end in overtime and then made a bad pass in overtime with, like, five seconds to go. She's like, you know, he blew the game. And people are like, are you out of your fucking mind? I mean, it's the same take that, like, well, Tom Brady blew the Super Bowl versus the Eagles because he fumbled the ball at the end of the game. Yeah. I'm like, did you see him put up 500 yards? I was about to say, he, he put up 500 yards and put up 43 points on the board before that. You know, like, he was I carrying mean, if, him. I mean, if Carson Edwards didn't do what he did, Purdue loses by 15, 16 points. Yep. I mean, it was one of the most insane performances I've ever seen. And if you're 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 on that high of a level, you're bound to miss a shot. Yeah. Or make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen by a player. Where he was just so in the zone. It was it was pretty insane. And it was even where I was like, I, I thought I was gonna lose my money. I put fifty bucks on it. I'm like, it was such a good game. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Good for Purdue. And then I got super lucky. And everybody covered. The spread yeah. was four and a half. It was a crazy backdoor cover. What was the final score? Um, Virginia won by five. five. I think it was yep. 80 to 75. Mm-hmm. Yep. But think about it. It's four seconds to go. Virginia's down by three at the line. If you had a Virginia ticket, that is dead as, mm-hmm. as anything. Yeah, you're ripping it up. And if you're if you bet on Purdue, you're celebrating. Yep. Insane. I found the win percentage, it was 92% win probability at that at the time of the free throw. For Purdue. Yep. I'm shocked. I would put that at one percent. Yeah. Um. So then uh, we should talk about Gonzaga loses to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech played just perfect game. And you Great and Penland were super high on Texas Tech even yeah. before the tournament started. So that's a yeah, good we love you Texas guys. Tech. They have a big time uh, NBA prospect in this guy Colliver. And then um, this kid under the basket, Owens, used to play on St. John's. He was like a hockey goalie. Yeah, he, was like he, was, he was shutting everything down under the basket. And that's what Gonzaga does. They got that guy, I forget his name, the guy who's half Japanese. Oh, the Rui Hachimura? Yeah. I mean, he, he's just a, a great post player, mm-hmm. great inside player. Yep. And they shut him down at the end of the game. Sure did. And it was just great coaching. The Texas Tech just plays like a team. Like they have such a good team uh, basketball where it's like, yeah, there's one guy that's going to make the NBA, but the rest of the guys know the roles. Yeah. You know, they pass the ball really well. They play really hard defense. Uh, good for them. Then we go to Auburn beating Kentucky. My favorite game of the weekend. No, I bet on Auburn. I actually I got, I had a great weekend. I parlayed Auburn and Michigan State on Sunday, money line. I just said, fuck it. I just feel both teams are going to win. Yeah. Kentucky starts out up 7 nothing. Then Auburn wheels at the guy who had who got the ACL like a movie. They're like he's not gonna watch, he's not gonna yeah. be with the team because it's too emotional. 
and then they have the camera of him in like the yep. you know it's like wrestling or something mm-hmm. yeah and then he comes out for support like a scripted little like motivational thing you know yep and like there he is oh my god that's his theme song you know like yep. Oh yeah, it, it was made for TV. Yep. And, and Auburn just was hitting threes, playing good D. They just have a lot of guys that can hit threes. They move they, the ball fast. They, they play on roller skates too. And if they get out and running, they are so hard to stop. And the thing is, like I was thinking before the game is like Kentucky has four freshmen, and Auburn have all like junior seniors. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go with the guys that are older. Yep. You can't sit here and ride Kentucky's namesake because they didn't have a great year. They started off the season very poorly. But um, I'm surprised they made it as far as they did. Well, I'm not because this is what Kentucky does, and this is why I'm going to say Calipari did a much better coaching job than Coach K. Because the Kentucky team, in the beginning of the year, they lost to Duke by probably like 40 points mm-hmm. because they're all freshmen. And then what they do is Calipari gets them better and better, and they improve and they improve you know, throughout the season. Whereas Duke hit a wall somewhere. Yeah. Like Duke is just – they should have lost three they, games. Yeah, that I think the hype got to them too early. I'm not saying it got to Zion or anything, but that team, as the tournament went on, they looked worse and worse and worse. And Cam Reddish just dis a fucking peer. Cam well, Reddish thing. was nowhere to be found. I should have put I mean, out his ad on a milk carton. Well, Reddish would, would disappeared. Uh, Barrett, you know, had some moments, but I'm not really impressed. And yeah, then no, he, like, he, he had a lot of big mistakes. And just Zion was Zion, and he was amazing. Yeah. And I love watching him play. I heard he even might stay at Duke another year. You think so? Um, I don't know because don't when so. it's money comes money, and he ready, you know, he almost had a really bad injury. So it's yeah. like, don't fuck your life up. Yeah. 100%. But um, no, there was nobody to help Zion mm, at all, except for the point guard. The point guard's good. Uh, I forget what his name is. His brother plays in the NBA. Wait, say, say that again, and I'll and I'll the the point guard. I forget his name. His brother's in the NBA. Trey Jones. Yeah, whatever. Trey something. Trey Jones. Whatever it is, he played pretty good. He's just not a great shooter, and it was just up to Zion to do Zion things. And I knew he was going to eventually be drained. And Michigan State such yeah. a great. They were peaking. Yeah, getting heck better, yeah. better. This is a great coach. Yeah, and he outcoached Coach K. Mm-hmm. It came down to the end. Michigan State made the shots, made the plays they needed to, and really Duke, besides Zion, has really nobody to go to. No, it's tough. Um, a lot of the guys um, in Atlanta on sports radio were really, really, really unimpressed with um, Reddish and Barrett. Because Absolutely. that's because the Hawks obviously probably aren't going to get Zion. Yeah. So those guys are next in the rotation. You know, these guys, these guys are on deck for that spot. Yeah. And yep. um, that that little performance in the tournament really turned a lot of people off. To those two guys did nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. If anything, they turned the ball over a lot. They missed yep. a lot of foul shots. They don't look like they're ready for the NBA. They'll probably go to the NBA for money. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember a guy like Corey McGetty. Used yeah. to play on Duke. They were, you know, everybody was so Played high on him. Yeah, and he was he was a decent NBA player, but yeah, nothing special. And they were like, "This guy's the next," you know. Yeah, Jordan I didn't know. I didn't know much about his college career. Was he really highly touted like that? Well, he was only yeah, he was super highly touted. He only played one year, and you know, he just never uh, really became a great NBA player. I mean, he was always like ten points a game guy where they thought he was going to be a 20, 30 points a guy guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was that all four games. Yes. So before I segue us into a John or a coach Calipari segment, um, why don't we pick these next few games, these next, uh, final four games. Sounds like a plan. I'll be excited to watch it. Me too. This is going to be a, um, very good final four. So let's see what we'll go with William Hill today because I'm feeling froggy. You know, it's very even. Every team has a chance to win. Yep, 100%. It, it, it's, you don't know. I mean, they're all very, very great team. They're, they're great teams. Yeah. Um, As opposed to like three lottery picks, I'm, you know, coming together. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm really, really, really excited for this Auburn-Virginia game. 
I want to see like what Auburn's going to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, for them, they have to get out the lead. If they get out in the lead, I think they'll be fine. But if they start slow, they're going to be in trouble because then Virginia will slow the game down and play like Virginia. You know, what Virginia likes to do is they like to get the lead and then kind of slow the game down and play their style. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be behind. So that's no. the key for Auburn, to get a lead up front. Yes. Um, do you think they cover the five and a half? Yes. But I don't – I mean, at right now, yes. But my mind always changes its mind, but I'm going to say yep. yes right now. Um, I think I'm willing to agree with you. I think it's one of those things to where – this is this is kind of weird, but – They've come so far now. Now there's no wall to hit. You know, like you're playing well, with house money. Well, they lost a really good player. Yeah, um, but like you said about the inspiring, you know, like motivation, I think that they've, they've, they've already made it past the wall to hit. Yeah. So I think they're they're playing with the most house money right now. All their chips have been have, are free. Their drinks are comped. They're happy to be there, happy-go-lucky. I think Auburn does find a way to cover the five-and-a-half. They could easily win that game, too. You think? Yeah, I mean, they could win. I, I, I mean, they could lose by 10 or they could win. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really get a read on the game. Yeah. But I think, like, it's they could win or they could lose by 10. That's the, the weird thing about it. They, they could actually be really flat or they could do what they did against North Carolina and just drain threes off. Yeah, just come out and just barrage a, a rain of threes down. And that's what they want to do. But mm-hmm. if they're cold... They're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. So that's where I can't get a read. I don't know if they're going to be hot or cold. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part about teams in the NCAA tournament is playing so many games on a weird schedule, different flights, because this game is in what, Minnesota? Yeah. And where were they at for the for the West region? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was, I know one of them was in Salt Lake City, so I think Auburn could have been in that, in, in, in that region. Um, it's not so much – like hitting a wall, but it's just sometimes the shots, like you just come out cold, you know, like the shots just won't fall. Like every, every yeah. team has cold nights. So yeah, I, mean, I just don't, you, you just don't want your time to run out. You Like like you don't want death to come knocking on your door for all the borrowed time you're playing on. I agree. Um, that game is at 6.09. Over, under is 130 and a half. Um, I'd be willing to over. say, I was about to say, I, I'm going to smash the over, I think. Yeah. I know Virginia I think likes the to slow idea it down. Virginia the idea that Virginia plays super low-scoring games. Yeah. I mean, Purdue and Virginia put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So here's our odds to win it all right now. Virginia's 3-2. to two, Michigan State's 9-5. Nine, nine to five. Um, Auburn was, what, 20-1? to one, And... See, I mean, why not put money a few bucks yeah, on Auburn? I, to one. I'm, I'm thinking about doing it. What's Texas Tech? Um... Fuck, they just moved the graphic. I think that they can win it too. I think they can win it all. And you guys love Texas. I Tech. think I think any team can win it all. There's not a team that's like, yeah, they're gonna win it all. Well, well, with Duke and North Carolina being out, it is that wide open. Yeah, it is. It's wide open. Like, and I mean, I I really do agree with what you said. These games, especially the Auburn Virginia game, um, I it's gonna be super hard just to get a read on that. Like. And this is a good problem to have because they're going to be great games. You know, it's all about shooting. It's mm-hmm. all, it's all about whether Auburn's hot or not. If, mm-hmm. if their threes land, they're going to be in the game and will, can win it. If their threes are not hitting, they're fucked. All right. Um. Here's actually the updated odds to win the championship in, um, out of a thousand. Virginia's plus one fifty five. Michigan State is plus one sixty. Texas Tech is plus four seventy five, and Auburn's plus seven fifty. Yeah, so I would. It's only seven to one for Auburn. That's not twenty yeah. to one. Um, I, I don't. I don't know what ESPN had. Like they had. Yeah, like one team was like nutty. twenty-one to one or something. I like, like Texas. I think putting like twenty on Texas Tech is not a bad bet. Mm-mm. You know, you get a hundred bucks. No, I would put money on Texas Tech and Auburn just to see if one of yeah. them, you know, would make it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's wide open. Yeah, no, this is this is wide open. Um, Don't think Virginia just because they're number one seed in the ACC they have it. This is wide yeah, the fuck open. J- the, the same at the same time that Auburn could come out flat and come out really cold and clang shots and shit like that. So could Virginia. Virginia could come out and just be flat footed and slow on defense. You know, like well, Virginia could get down by ten and then kind of like mm-hmm. panic. Kind of like um, what the, your analogy for the teams like the Titans, the Bills, and the Jaguars. Like once you get down, it is super hard to claw back. Exactly. Like, like you're not built to play from behind. Exactly. 
Um, the, the Texas Tech-Michigan State game on Saturday is the late game, 8.49 my time. What is that, 5.49 your time? 5.49 my time. Um, Michigan State's minus three. I'm going to go ahead and say that you're going to take Texas Tech plus the three, right? Say that again, Texas Tech plus three. Yeah, you're taking Texas Tech plus three because you guys like Texas Tech so much. Uh, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? Sound. It's tough. It's tough. It's so hard. These it's games tough. are so hard to mm-hmm. pick. They're so close. And They're I don't even, so hard I don't even know if, if these lines will move that much coming closer Saturday, you know? I mean, that's the beauty of these games. They're so close. Mm-hmm. This is a good problem to have. It, I guess, but sometimes when you're gambling, you just see something. Yep. You just see something that's like, this is a lock. This is a lock. Yep. And I feel no locks in these in these games. No, I no feel way. nothing. I should no because I'm your man. Yep. I'm your daily degenerate that's got the winners. You should. But I'm not feeling any locks right now. Well, we'll ask Penland what he's got going in the algorithm. See what he's I mean, got. I'm sure he will have locks, but I'm not feeling locks. Me neither. Especially not based off the eye test early in the week. Just looking at these early week spreads, you know? Yeah. I'll probably take uh, Michigan State minus the three. I love Izzo, especially in late um, tournament games. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to ride Michigan State minus three. I may buy the half point and go two and a half. Um, I might take Texas Tech money line here. But I haven't decided yet. Let's see what that pays out. It's also I'm having a birthday party that day, so. Oh, oh the poker party. Yeah, so that's dude. That's gonna be an day. awesome day. Oh man, I can't wait. Life dude, is dude, that's gonna be right an now. awesome day. Life is cool. And you had a good cool. week of gambling. You you you've been on the hot. You've been hot the last two weeks, man. Dude, I've been hitting baseball. I hit two baseball games yesterday. I hit yeah. the Cardinals you down four zip. You loved it. It was a six-hour investment. They finally beat the Pirates, I think, 6-5 nice. in 10 innings. The oh, game went forever. Yeah, no, 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 that game was going on early. We were pre-gaming and watching the end of that game. I yeah, didn't yeah I mean, they were happened. down 4-zip. They were down 4-zip, and then they they slowly came back. But it, it was – the game went forever. And then we got – I got the Braves, your baby Braves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Baby Braves came through, 8 nothing. Yep. Um, Not even a sweat. I was just like – I'm like, just get this game over with so I can put the money in my account. Yeah. It took forever. So now that we've picked um, the final four, or at least tried to pick the final four, let's segue into a little bit of John Calipari news. Have you heard about his new contract? Yeah, I don't know how, exactly how much money it's for, but, I mean, Kentucky's obviously very happy with him. I mean, I saw a little documentary about him where he has, like, planes and shit there and how yeah. he recruits. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the big Don out there. He's, you know, his, his thing is getting these really great blue-chip prospects and understanding they're one and done. I, I hate one and done. I want Zion to stay another year. That would be so much fun. Yeah. But uh, but I get, like, you know, hey, if I had a chance to make $100 million – I'd probably leave the college experience. Um, there is actually no money that got released. No, I mean, there's word, there's hearsay on the street that he's getting this much, this much, this much. But um, as of right now, before the new contract goes into effect, he makes nine point two million dollars a year. So it's amazing. You can probably he's like the most. He's probably the highest paid person in Kentucky, like a yeah. state worker, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, wouldn't you be willing to think that I'm not naive to say that maybe that number doubles? I mean, they, they, the, like, the weird know, thing like, is about this is they like his job, obviously. They like his job. You know, so they're happy with what he's doing. Yeah. But, like, for the tradition of Kentucky, he's so not Kentucky. No, he's I not. I mean, he's a, he's a northeastern guy mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he doesn't have that kind of southern thing. Mm-hmm. And, he's not uh, very personable. Well, he is personable because uh, he recruits so well. Yeah, but he needs something from you. You know, like he's not personable to people walking up and down the street like Mike Leach is. How do you, you know? know? And shit like that. I just vi- videos that I watch. I heard a podcast with him yesterday. He, he I'm doesn't, get, he, he I'm doesn't gonna find good. out about that because you're you're talking shit about Coach Cal. I'm not talking shit. Not he, I mean, I, he just he he just is, is not a super. He's 
he's not what you would think the head basketball coach at Kentucky would be. Because one guy, he didn't say hello to one person on the street. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we, yeah, you, you know how I am. You said that everybody on the West Coast is rude because one person didn't say hello to you. That's just the general vibe that I got from out West. You big fucking baby. Yeah, whatever. But, um, I, I, I mean, it is, it is weird because it's like he's living this Don life there. Uh-huh. So their their tradition of basketball is run by a dude with like private jets and you know mm-hmm. luxurious shit and you know trying to convince eighteen year old kids to come to Kentucky mm-hmm. doing whatever the fuck he has to do mm-hmm. and also selling him like you're gonna be a lottery pick yeah and um I heard on on the podcast yesterday like one of his things is um it's like. There was one recruit. He didn't say who it was. I, I guess out of just to keep his name you know, secretive. I guess he's still in college or whatever. But yeah. um, he the, the 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 kid walks up to him and says, "Coach, I want you to do for for me what you did for Derrick Rose." And Calipari just looks at him and says, "Are you as good as Derrick Rose?" You know, like he's he's really good at being like realistic and like yeah, sure, putting you in these real life empowering situations to dig yourself up. You know, like he he he, he doesn't coddle. The, yeah. the the players at Kentucky, but you know, like he treats them how to be professionals almost because that in, in a year that's what they will be. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty ballsy. I mean, but you know, if you're gonna go to a college and you can, a guy that's like a, a big time prospect, you can go to Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Michigan, Michigan mm-hmm. State. So you gotta sell these kids. Like you gotta you gotta give them what they want. I mean, if you say a kid like if you laugh in his face like. You're not even half as good as Derrick Rose. Are you out of yeah. your mind? Yeah. Like, he's not going to go there. But if you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I would go there. Yeah. If I was 18 and dumb and said something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know Calipari has a degree in business marketing, right? Oh, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, I was working for an ad agency, and we were doing stuff for uh, ESPN. We were going to do a whole thing for college mm-hmm. basketball, like as a telemarketers. And we were going to have John Calipari as like a telemarketer. Yeah, as the as, uh, the hotline or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, he was going to be yeah. really funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the, the scripts were really funny with him because it was just like, you know, I'll sell you on anything. Yeah. Uh, and he sells these kids like, you know, it, it's who sells these kids the best and who, you know, who get who feeds them the most bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, um, in in regards to this contract, it's the way it is set up. It's a lifetime contract. So, whenever he retires from coaching, he will stay at the university in what's called an ambassador role. Do you? Th- My question to you is: Do you think that there's any coach, especially Coach Calipari, that deserves a lifetime? You know, like well, like, I mean, look at uh, the guy at Ohio 100%, State, one hundred percent job security. And look, look at the guy at Ohio State, Urban Meyer. There? Yeah, so now he's teaching a, co- a class. And that's a shit yeah, show. Yeah, and he's going to be at Ohio State forever. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he has legacy there, and he's in, he is he's not titled an ambassador, but he is an ambassador. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for Coach Calipari, they're just like kissing his butt. And they're like, hey, when you retire, you can be an ambassador. Okay, when do I sign up? I'm the Burger yeah. King. Yeah, I'll sign up to be the brand ambassador for Burger King, a lifetime deal. Yeah. Um, I, I always hate the whole lifetime deal, hundred percent job security, no incentive to improve every year, but this is John Calipari we're talking about, you know? So I don't know if it was one of those things where like the Pelicans called him and for the, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I've heard that he's but he failed so failed bad in the NBA. Yeah, he, he failed he did. so bad. He did. And in the podcast that I listened to him, um, it's, it was his interview with Graham Bensinger. Yeah. He, um, it really doesn't seem, and, and, and this was recorded before he signed the deal. So this was just him speaking pretty candidly. Um, he didn't, I didn't hear much, Like he didn't want to go to the NBA. You know, he's, he's content with where he's at. He doesn't, he doesn't, has nothing else to prove. You know, he's, the yeah, he's a college Kentucky basketball. Coach. Yeah. We've seen I've seen too many college coaches go to the NBA and get their clock clean. And uh, once the guys do that, they kind of learn their lesson and they go back to college, mm-hmm. or they're done. And it's, I mean, it's, I, it was even surprising with like Steve Spurrier, even coming back to the AAF. 
Is my yeah, man. Like, it was like, decent. Like, you had, like, a legacy. Wanna... Like, leave it intact. You know, like, don't... Yeah, for bad or good, don't do anything to what, it. What else is he going to do? He's a senior citizen. Yeah. If he, you know, just go out and coach a little. And it is Orlando, so it's a nice part of town. So Amazing you're still bringing up the AAF. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we haven't talked about when games. The, when do the playoffs start, by the uh, way? Next week, I think. I think they just Jeez, now. I know, Everybody. I, know, I know Atlanta just got put out of playoff contention, so. They, they've been forgotten, unfortunately. I know. I mean, they been, they just, had a really good head start, but the momentum has been lost. With the momentum was lost, and college NBA. basketball was just so good. Mm-hmm. It was. This, this has been a very good tournament so far. Uh, you know what's interesting is the first two rounds were not many thrilling games, but still it's great to gamble and watch. Yep. And then the final eight was just fantastic. 100%. Yeah, I really wish you could have seen that Virginia Purdue game. I know, I know. It was one of the greatest games ever. Um, what do you want to do, Maddie? Um, let's talk about these uh, big time baseball teams that are on a real shitty start. Teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, the Red Sox, the um, the Orioles are fucking three and one. You know, who would have thought the Orioles would be three and one at the this a- point the, the Astros are two and three, which is <laughs> shocking. The uh. Cubs are one and three. Yep. The Dodgers just lost two games in a row, or they're three and two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brewers are the only team that, like, from last year, have like built on momentum and seem yep. like they're gonna roll. Mm-hmm. The Mariners are six and one. Yep. Everybody thought the Astros would win that division. How are the Mariners six and one? They they even got two games to play in Japan, and now they they're 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 on a tear. Well, they smoked the Red Sox. Yeah. And um. They're just playing hot. They started out hot last year, too, and then kind of fizzed Tailed off. Away. So let's see if they can keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. But it's it's shocking to see that the Red Sox have started so bad. They have no pitching. The Cubs, you said, had six errors yesterday. In six innings, you know, not, not even in the whole game. Six errors in six innings. You figured they would be up there with the Brewers. Yep. They didn't really make a lot of adjustments on the but- offseason. But they do have a lot, like a great core and a great little chemistry built. Yeah, up. I mean they've had two, three great seasons in a row. So yeah. you know it's a, it's. I mean it's only four games. So yeah, I was about to say I, this is, a, a, these are all, of course, overreactions. But this is just yeah. what we have to talk about right now. I mean, I had a buddy who texted me this morning. He's a big Cubs fan. He knows I'm a Red Sox fan. He goes, yeah. uh, you know, are we worried yet? And I go, nah, I'm not gonna panic because when the both, both these teams have started on the road. When they get home, they can rip eight out of ten games. Mm-hmm. But I don't know they're better. For the Cubs, it's going to be tough because the Brewers look the like Central's tough as hell. Game. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my God, the Brewers are on a mission. Yep. Like, they're just coming out, kicking the shit out of – Yelich has fucking four home runs already. Yeah. So he uh, tied a record for most home runs starting a season, you know, in consecutive games. Yeah. The record was four. Couldn't make five, but – yeah. Awesome start. Mm, really good. Um, the Cardinals did look good in a few of the games that I watched o- over the weekend. They dropped. Um, it's hard to beat the Brewers. I know, dude. I know. If, if it wasn't for Christian Yelich, St. Louis is is 4-1 and one right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, that's uh, just the way it is. And it's hard to start on the road sometimes, too. It is. It, it's super because hard. Because the, the, the momentum is – the momentum of starting at home is, 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 um, is really big. You, it's like you just saw, like the Braves got a jolt yesterday, starting you know their just, first just, just playing the first home game gave them just the immediate, just like you said, just jolt to win. Now uh, today, looking at some of the matchups, I'm gonna say my money line pick is the Twins over the Royals. Let's see, I'll give a pick since you're since you're doing picks. That's a good idea. I'll give you one money line. Right. I'm a big Barrios fan. I like them a lot. Uh, um, the Royals aren't that good. The Royals are two and one. The Twins are two and one. I'm t- well. The Twins are minus one thirty-seven. I thought it would be a little more even, but I'm taking the Twins in that game. Um, I will. And you take... know what? You gotta you gotta take the Mets over the Marlins. I was thinking that too because Urania is gonna gonna have a bad year this year. I think. Yeah, but my money line pick tonight. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Nationals beat the Phillies, kind of take them down a peg because Scherzer's starting. All right, it's uh, amazing that the Nats are minus 180. I know. See, I would still take the Phillies here because if if it was any, if it was anybody other than Zach Eflin pitching, I'd agree with you. 
Yeah, but you're getting such good odds, you know? Yeah, you are. And the Nats are just going to be so bad. I don't know how they don't fire their manager. Me, me neither. He had an awful year last year, tough start this year. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch because, you know, Bryce Harper is coming back. I don't think it's going to be very friendly. Me neither. Um, he, he even said this morning or last night or early in the news cycle, he said, I know there's going to be some booze, but I'm just going to go out there and, you know, remember all the good times that I did have. So yeah, I think he knows that it's going to be not very welcoming in Nationals no. Park. Agree. Um, Let's see. We have any other good, good games tonight? Um, oh, we have uh, Bumgarner going against the Dodgers and Ryu. That'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, the Dodgers slowed down. They were 3-0, and and they lost their last two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mariners, we'll see if they can keep it going against the Angels tonight. Red Sox have Chris Sale pitching. They have a big number, minus 172. Not a bad place to bet on the, the A's Not at all. to make that value. And even the Rangers, Astros, the, the Astros are minus 210, I guess, Verlander's pitching. Well, and, Not, and the the Rangers have, like, won two crazy games over the weekend. I'm betting against them tonight. Yep. I don't think they'll be able to to hold hold a candle. Well, They won a game off a wild games. pitch yesterday, I think. Yeah. Or no, the day before last, I And think. Milwaukee's only minus 116 tonight. That's Who's crazy. Uh, Justine versus Scalfini. Uh, that's Scalfini I mean, getting bad, but I'm smashing the Brewers tonight. Yeah, that's a pretty easy, that's a good value. Minus yeah. 116 for the best team in maybe baseball. Yeah, I'm smashing the Brewers. Matty Goldberg, what do you say, me and you talk about some NBA matchups, and then we get the hell out of here. Let's do it. Um, so for most of these teams, I know some of them have four, some of them have five, but most of your NBA teams right now are currently playing six games left in the season, and um, most of your playoff teams are slated. Some of the seeding is still up in the air. Um, you still have Orlando in the East, who's the nine seed, who is threatening for a playoff spot, but in the West, all the teams are pretty much cemented in. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll start with the East. Um, right now, your current one and eight matchup in the East is Milwaukee versus Miami. Um, Milwaukee has four games to go, three home, one away, two games versus teams above five hundred. Um, and Miami has five games to go, two two at home, three away, three team three games against teams versus five hundred. So if Miami doesn't, if Orlando has a better record than Miami over the next four games. Then Orlando will have the playoffs. You know, I'm looking Miami. at they're only a half a game out. Mm-hmm. Yep, Orlando's still threatening. And and Brooklyn can can lose it, and mm-hmm. so can the Pistons. Yep, and yep, those are three teams that could lose a playoff spot. Right now, it's um, Toronto and Brooklyn, two and seven. Toronto has four games remaining: one at home, three away. Um, all of them are against teams below 500. And Brooklyn has four four games remaining, two at home, two away, three games against teams over five hundred. So um, if Brooklyn doesn't toughen out the last four games of the season, they could very well lose that playoff spot. Sometimes though, when you play a team that's already in the playoffs, they turn it off. Like yep. they turn it off. It's yep. sometimes better to play a team like that because they're not. They're just not trying to get injured. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're playing a lot of different guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter. You don't want to play a team that's hungry. No, you sure don't. You, you don't want to play a team that has something to play for currently. Or you don't want to play a team that wants to be a spoiler either. Yeah, no, because there, there there are teams that will do it. Um, remember the who, who was the Bengals uh, two years ago? Put the Bills yeah. in the playoffs by playing spoiler? Exactly. Yep, you 100%. know it. This is, this is still Major League Sports, and people still bet on it. So no one's giving up, but there are teams that kind of – Turn turn down the switch and stuff like that, but there are a lot of other teams that play spoiler. Um, the three and six matchup in the East is Philadelphia and Detroit. Philadelphia has five to go, two at home, three away, um, one game against teams over five hundred. And Detroit, being the six seed, has five games to go, three at home, two away, two games against teams over five hundred. And the four five is uh, your Boston Celtics against the Indiana Pacers. Boston, four games to go, one home, three away, one game. I guess a team over 500, and that is the Indiana Pacers 
Um, four games to go, two at home, two away, two games versus teams over 500. So that is your East. Miami, Milwaukee, Toronto, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Detroit, and then Boston, Indiana. Any series that stick out to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Boston, Indiana should be interesting. That, that, uh, that'd be a great series if it still stays the same. Toronto, Brooklyn. Yeah, I think Brooklyn will be a hard team to play. No, they'll they'll be a hard team to put around. out. They're they're they got to hot at the right time. I mean, I do weirdly think Boston's going to turn it on and make it to the finals. Uh, they had a bad regular season for what everybody thought they'd be, but I think they'll turn it on. Yeah, but uh, if not, I mean it's a, it's up for grabs between Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee. It sure is. I don't see a clear cut. I like I mean, Milwaukee I, I, the best, I think, but I th- I, th- I think you are. I think Toronto can get in there. I think Boston can get in, get in there. I don't love Philly as much as anybody else does, but they're still a good team that could that can yeah. get in the mix if they get hot. You know, they could they could win a bunch of ball games. Um, the East is is sort of is sort of wide open with Milwaukee being my my favorite. I mean, the Western Conference is insane. I mean, it to is. have Utah play the Houston in the first round is just like that crazy. was our second round matchup matchup last year. Yeah, I mean, I just see Golden State, of course, turning it on and winning it all. But if Houston plays them earlier with more, uh, you know, let more rest. You know, maybe something interesting can happen there, but I just think Golden State has too many weapons. Yeah, me too. I think Golden State is – if they can operate at peak efficiency, they are still the unbeatables. Yeah, and it's kind of sad. It is. But um, this this first playoff series could be very enticing. Golden State versus Oklahoma City is the way it sits right now. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma City has been reeling as of late. Like They've lost like – seven of their last 10 or eight of their last 11 or something like that. And um, they are really, really turning downhill. They were the four or five seed forever. And then they just lost a bunch of games in a row. Golden State is the one seed, six games to go, three home, three away, two versus teams over 500. Oklahoma City is your eight seed, five to go, three at home, two away, three against teams over 500. Your number two seed is Denver, six games to go, three home, three away. Five games against teams over 500, which is a grueling schedule to end the year. Um, San Antonio is your seven seed. They'll be playing Denver if the season ended today. Five games remaining, two at home, three away. Only one game against a team over 500. So San Antonio is looking to stay in the playoffs. Um, The three and six matchup is Portland and L.A. Clippers, the only L.A. team making the playoffs. Um... Portland has five games to go, three at home, two away, two versus teams over 500. They're the three seed. The L.A. Clippers are the six seed. Four games to go, three at home, one away, um, three games against teams over 500. And the last matchup in the West is um, the Houston Rockets, who are the four seed. Five games to go, two at home, three away, two games over te- with teams over 500. And uh, my Utah Jazz with the five seed right now. Five games to go, two at home, three away, two games against teams. See, I can see the Jazz winning that series, and that would be just crazy. We've been super hot lately. I, I am always scared of the Rockets because they always play us really well. Um, but the but the Jazz always win that first round. Yeah, they no, always no, the, find a way to win that first. The past round. two, the past two years, we've just six or seven games. We we won the first round series. Um, what I really want to happen is I want. Um, I hate to say lose games on purpose, but I would rather have Portland on the three seed in the first round instead of Houston. Because mm-hmm. we may not have home court no matter what um, if Houston and Portland keep on winning. Agreed. So I would rather play Portland, of course, but I know the Jazz aren't going to lose games on purpose. Um, I just don't want Houston in the first round. I would rather have Denver or Portland, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I, I don't Denver, where the fuck do they come uh, from? They're, dude, they're, their young guys are performing so ahead of schedule. Paul Millsap is getting to where his game is starting to be more efficient. I haven't been a humongous fan of Paul Millsap. His game is getting more efficient in his older age. Um, and Jokic is just a monster. Jokic, he 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 runs the low post. And that is an absolute monster. I'll have to watch them because I haven't really seen much about them. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, once the playoffs start, I'll be really into the NBA. These are some good. That's series. That's where I get into the NBA. These are some good teams. All the um, 
Sacramento is is the number nine team, and they are nowhere near the playoffs. So all the Western Conference teams are slated in. We just need to know what the seeding will be. We have five well, or be six games to, to 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 go until the playoffs start. So we're starting to get serious, Matty Goldberg. We're getting serious, motherfucker. Ah! There you go. You over that hangover? I never had a hangover, Matty. Alcoholics don't get hangovers. Well, you're lucky. Yeah, I am. Matty Goldberg, where are you doing comedy? What the hell you got going on? I'm doing a comedy Friday night for a private Jewish event, which I'm terrified. Really? And I'll have to tell well, you about it. A, is, it how... is it a bar mitzvah or is it like a... No, it's a Shabbat for high school kids and then it's a Q&A. And I, they're like, can you give us a bio? And I give them the bio. They're like, it's not Jewish enough. I'm like, get the fuck what, out of here. What, they give you like a, like a fake Jew planner story? Exactly. Like, so you have a fake so, background now? So I'm I'm like working on my cleanest jokes. God. My most Jewish jokes. It's work. It, I get paid a lot of money. So it's like you're doing a job and you're just yeah. like, make sure you get a few laughs because, it, you know, it's not really yeah. your audience. But just keep so that clean. and then uh, next Wednesday, I'm doing this great gig in Venice, California, April 10th at the the townhouse. In Venice Underground, it's a really cool gig if you live out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Maddie Goldberg one on Twitter, at Maddie Goldberg on Instagram. I love you all. My birthday's Sunday, April 7th. Wish me a happy birthday. At Maddie Goldberg one on Venmo. Send me a buck. Send me a fuck. Send me a duck. Send me some nudes. Well, just a, I'll, I'll take a buck. Damn. All right, send him a buck. Ladies and gentlemen, um, my name's Cohen Hughes. You can find me on Facebook to search Cohen Hughes or Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes. Um, I don't do Twitter. Our podcast page on Instagram is at TDDpod. Same thing on Twitter. Um, we will be updating the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook more regularly as we get into a groove. Um, ladies and gentlemen, humbly and very graciously, I'm going to dismiss you from episode number 73. Myself and Matty Goldberg, the king of California, have really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening.